the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Today he continues in the Old Testament book of Daniel using the book's namesake as an example for us today. And Daniel provides us the rebukes, correction, and training in righteousness that we need to not only survive but thrive in a godless environment. He found a way to serve and glorify God in Babylon. How did he do it? Pastor Leighton Sheely will give you a running start into the answer to that question in just a moment as we start off the week again in the book of Daniel. More details about this ministry are on the web at highlands.us. Here's Pastor Leighton. Well, Daniel at this point is rather elderly. He's in his 80s, and he no longer has the support of his friends. At least they're not mentioned in this chapter. It's possible that they might have been reassigned to some other place in the empire or that they may have already passed on to their eternal reward. But Daniel now is one man standing in the midst of a pagan, godless culture, but he knew God. And he knew that God was all-powerful and that God could deliver him if God chose to do so. And his supreme goal in life was to serve and obey that one true God. Now, you might recall from the previous chapter that Darius the Mede invaded Babylon by night. He He removed Belshazzar, the last of the Babylonian kings. Now, as often is the case when a new government wants to take over, they're going to reorganize to align the people and the organization with their goals. And although Daniel was neither a Mede nor a Persian, his experience with Babylon, with Babylon's government, with its people, its cultures, its problems, and so forth, made Daniel an exceptionally qualified candidate. After he assumed office, uh, they, they observed an exceptional performance. It was like this Daniel had superhuman knowledge and skill. And so he became a candidate for what we might call today the role of prime minister. So with that as a background now, let's study Daniel chapter 6, verse by verse. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom, and over them three high officials of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give an account so that the king might not suffer loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. But they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no fault, no error or fault was found in him. And then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. It's impossible for one man to uh, keep their eye on everything. Darius depended on his officers to make sure that the work was done and the work was done well. He needed officers he could trust. There was plenty of opportunity for corruption and graft in the new government. And so he appointed 120 
princes who shared that leadership, and over them he appointed three high officials to be their supervisors, and among them was Daniel. And, and the purpose of this organization was that, so that the king might suffer no loss, that they were put in this order so that the, uh, the, the princes might not steal and undermine the king in any way. Now, Darius soon observed, and Daniel had a reputation for honesty and wisdom, what the King James Version calls an excellent spirit. And as the result, Darius planned to promote Daniel above all of the other high officials. You know, when you find yourself promoted in any leadership position, whether it's in church or school or politics, there will be those who watch over you with a jealous spirit. And if they can find any flaw in your life, they'll use it against you. You know, people love to gossip. And you can't uh, keep people from talking about you, but you can live in such a fashion that when they talk about you, they're lying. And that's what Daniel did. You know, Christians should be the best and most honest employees and workers and supervisors. Well, when the other leaders heard about this plan to promote Daniel, it it irritated them. So they they looked to try to find something wrong in his work, but they, they couldn't find anything. And they were motivated, no doubt, by just sheer envy, but also perhaps by the potential for financial gain. And if they, they knew that if Daniel was in charge and he was an honest man, then they would lose opportunities for lining their pockets with graft and corruption. And it's also likely that some of the younger men resented that they had to report to an older man, in particular, particularly a foreigner. But uh, Daniel, again, as I said, must have been better in his 80s at this time. And over those years, he'd had plenty of opportunity to make mistakes. And yet there was nothing they could accuse him of, and so they resorted to a stratagem. The conniving officers knew they could never tempt Daniel to do anything illegal, but they could attempt to make his faithful religious practices illegal. Daniel did not hide the fact that he prayed to God three times a day with his windows open towards Jerusalem, and his enemies knew this. And the only way to get Daniel in trouble was to put him in a position where he had to choose between obedience to God or obedience to the government. So today when you find dedicated believers living and working with unbelievers, you're oftentimes going to see the same forces at work that are described in this chapter. Verse 6, Then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever! All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes a petition to any god or man for 30 days, except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. You know, Darius had a vulnerable spot, as many do, and it was his vanity. He succumbed to flattery. He must have been quite impressed when so many of his high officials came to him. And uh, Daniel wasn't there, but the leaders, when they presented it, all all claimed that everyone had agreed that this was a good plan. And so they represented, or misrepresented more precisely, uh, Daniel. Now, it says they came in by agreement, and what that means is that they assembled hastily and tumultuously. They came in as a mob. If they had come in more deliberately, 
following a due process in considerate consideration of the proposed legislation, the king might have reflected on it and refused to give them their request. But they intentionally gave Darius no time for reflection or consideration. And, and Darius didn't have any reason at this point to suspect the other two high officials that they would misrepresent Daniel, and that they had reported that it was unanimous among all of the high leaders of the, of the kingdom. And the idea of compelling every subject of the former Babylonian Empire to acknowledge the authority of the Medo-Persian Empire seemed like it might contribute to the unification of the new empire. And a, a time limit of one month seemed very reasonable. After that, the people could go back to doing whatever they did. And so without personally consulting Daniel or following any due process of consideration, Darius went ahead and affixed his signature to the decree. So basically, the loyalty of every subject was to be tested by bowing to the king and making any request they might normally make of any god or man to him. You know, the administrators were very clever in the way that they presented it, and they wanted to underscore the importance of this new law, and so they suggested that the ultimate sentence be attached to it, that whoever broke this law would be thrown into the den of lions. Once it was signed, the law could not be changed or nullified according to the law of the Medes and Persians. And you'll note here, unlike chapter 3, there's not a fiery furnace as the form of punishment. And that's because the Persians, unlike the Babylonians, worshipped fire. Flattery is manipulation, and in his pride, Darius succumbed to flattery. Psalm 5.9 says, For there is no faithfulness in their mouth, their inward part is very wickedness, their throat is an open sepulcher, they flatter with their tongue. If someone comes around you and tells you how wonderful you are, beware. (laughs) When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Do you notice how Daniel reacts to this new law? He didn't do anything out of the ordinary. He did not back down. He was not intimidated. He continued doing what he had always done before, which is to go into his upstairs room three times a day to pray to to God towards Jerusalem. Now, people in that day, they prayed towards Jerusalem, God's people. But today there is no particular place that is preferred above another. You remember the words of the Lord Jesus when he said, You shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father, for God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. There's no written requirement in the Old Testament that uh, for praying three times per day. Prayers were offered in the temple in morning and evening, but Daniel had developed a personal spiritual discipline of praying three times a day. Today, believers are called to pray without ceasing, to pray continually. But having designated times and places for prayer is always a good spiritual discipline. My family always makes it a practice when we sit down at the table for a meal to give thanks to God in prayer. Now, Daniel had not been a man of such great courage and faith. He could have compromised. He could have, for instance, closed his windows or prayed at night in his sleep instead of his normal times. Or he might have decided to take a vacation for the next month and leave the city. 
But that would have been unbelief or cowardice. He would have been scheming or counter-scheming, just like his enemy. You see, Daniel feared only the Lord. And when you fear the Lord, you don't need to fear anyone else. Can you say amen to that? Well, I hope so. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's continuing in the book of Daniel, and we'll be back with more tomorrow. I hope you can join us then. If you have missed any of the messages in this series, you can always find them on the website highlands.us. In this unusual time for worship and ministry, I hope you'll check out that website and see exactly what's happening at Church of the Highlands. There are changes occurring on a daily basis, and they're updated regularly, again, at highlands.us. And let us know that you listen to the broadcast. We would appreciate your encouragement in that way. You can click on the contact link when you go to the website. And many of you I know are regular supporters of this ministry. You join with us as partners. And if you'd like to be a part of that group, you can give safely, again, on the website, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a great rest of your day and come back tomorrow when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.